This is truly the prophet, the one who is to come into the world. The, uh, the Israelites were expecting a prophet. Uh, they were expecting someone to come into the world. But what were they expecting? You know, what, what does this prophet look like? We now go back briefly to the Old Testament where we see uh, prophets after prophets uh, proclaiming and performing miracles. And I think uh, the, the best example for, for us this morning is that of Moses. So we, we look now to the life of Moses and we see how he continued to care uh, for the Israelites. And he performed many miraculous signs. Israelites in the desert, they just crossed through the Red Sea, a miraculous uh, freeing of the Israelites from slavery, and now they're in the desert and they're running out of food. The Israelites complain to God and Moses goes up the mountain and says, God, you need to give them food. These people are driving me crazy. And so he says, okay, I will continue to care for you. He was not going to let them starve in the desert. He was uh, drawing them out, helping them to grow in a greater faith. And so what does he do? He gives them bread from heaven. He gives them the manna. And not only the bread from heaven in the morning, but he gives them quail to eat in the evening. He satisfies all their needs. And this bread, though, is food for the journey. It only lasts for so long during their time in the desert. And then it ends when they get to the land of Canaan, the promised land where, um, the, as the scriptures say, a land flowing with milk and honey, a land of abundance and great, great gifts. And so as well uh, in the uh, book of Deuteronomy, uh, we have this foretelling of a prophet like the Messiah will come and be in their presence. As we heard in the gospel, this is truly the prophet, the one who is to come into the world. They're, they're expecting someone. And how did they know that this was the prophet of prophets? They've seen that Jesus was doing many miraculous signs. We get a foreshadowing of, of this from our first reading. We're in 20 barley loaves, uh, feed 100 men. I remember in high school when uh, I would go to people's houses or uh, we would have uh, different events right before the Easter vigil. I would have to buy a lot of loaves of bread <laughs> uh, to feed my uh, high school buddies as we would get ready to serve for the Easter vigil. And my pastor at home, actually, you know him, Father O'Keefe, uh, he would make sure that we had bread and Gatorade so that no one would pass out at Mass. <laughs> we had too many, um, and I think myself included, uh, we got a little lightheaded with all the robes. But that's despite the point. It takes a lot of food to feed a lot of people. And, um, and so this miracle that God is doing in, in continuing to uh, this large crowd following Jesus because of his miracles... They wanted to see, who is this? Who is this? And, uh, and now they're coming to him, and Jesus is, is trying to prepare their hearts for a great miracle. So he asks his disciples, helping them to grow in faith. What are we going to do? How are we going to feed these many people, Philip? He says, I have no idea. 
even almost a year's wages is not going to be enough. And then Andrew takes five barley loaves and two fish from a little kid and says, here, I found some of those. Actually, uh, if you remember, there's a mural right behind me uh, for uh, depicting this scene. Andrew finds this young boy, I don't think he took his food, but uh, to give as an offering to, to our Lord. And, we, and Jesus says, uh, have the people sit down, have them recline in a grassy place, just like uh, this is a fulfillment of Psalm 23. The Lord is our shepherd, there is nothing we shall want. In verdant pastures, green pastures, he will give us rest. And he will care for every one of our needs. So Jesus begins with preparing the people's hearts for great miracles. And uh, this first miracle is these five loaves and two fish uh, feeding, truly a miraculous event, not just everyone sharing food, but a miraculous event when uh, these five loaves feed thousands of people. Not just the men, uh, that was the custom of the time, just to count the men. But uh, I think one of my professors told me between 20 and 30,000 people were following Jesus on the mountain. This was truly a miracle, and they were all filled to satisfaction. They couldn't eat any more bread or fish. Truly a miracle. But this miracle is only a foreshadowing of what we will hear in the next few weeks. When Jesus is not only giving us physical bread, but spiritual bread as well. Preparing our hearts for this incredible miracle, this prophet of prophets, who will not only multiply physical bread, these five loaves and two fish, but the spiritual bread, the true bread from heaven, which is, as you know, the Eucharist. This miracle that took place in front of the Israelites will continue to take place in front of our eyes each and every Mass when God provides for us, provides for each of our needs and the crowd gathering to, at Jesus' feet to be fed and nourished in the depths of our souls by our Lord in his presence in our life. Most especially, most tangibly, truly, we can touch our Lord. We receive him in the Eucharist, and he satisfies every one of our desires. And so as we continue on this uh, journey over the next few weeks through the Gospel of St. John, this Bread of Life discourse, God is preparing us, setting us up for these miraculous events uh, even more than this feeding of thousands of people with these five loaves and two fish when Jesus says, I will give you my flesh to eat uh, and will be that sustenance for us uh, even today, thousands of years later, to be that grace and peace in our life to satisfy every one of our desires even now. So let us prepare our hearts and to be open to witness this prophet of prophets, Jesus, in our midst as he gives us himself again today in the Eucharist. To have our hunger, our thirst for him strengthened and to know that he will be the one to satisfy every one of our desires.